I'm going to confess something to you. I know that our eternal God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit has me in the palm of his hand. I believe that he is in control, and I believe in the promise of Revelation 21.4, that one day he will wipe every tear from our eyes. There'll be no more death or mourning or crying or pain, for the old order of things will have passed away. I believe that he wants only good things for me and my family, and yet I'm afraid. I'm afraid of getting sick, of my elderly parents getting sick. I'm afraid that I won't be able to be with them to help them, and I'm afraid of being alone in my own hospital room if I do get sick. And to take it to the darkest point, I'm afraid of my daughter having to grow up without me. Add to this fear of COVID-19 the emotions that we're all feeling around the tragic death of Mr. George Floyd and the issues of racism that his senseless murder has brought to the surface in our country again. I'm not afraid of dying. I'm not afraid of my personal fate. I know that I've been redeemed by Jesus' blood, and I'll sing holy, holy, holy at his feet when my time does come, and I'll live joyfully and eternally with him. What I am afraid of is being sick, and if it comes to the worst, the aftermath of my death to my family. I'm afraid for our country and its disunity, for the fear our black and brown brothers and sisters are living in, the fears and stress that our good police officers live with, and the fears for my own mixed-race family. I'm afraid that our national and local governments will get bogged down and might not make lasting and meaningful change, and that this cycle of violence, protest, and riot will just keep happening again and again, like it has throughout my whole lifetime. During my life here on earth, Jesus promises in Matthew 6.25 that he loves me and he'll care for my needs. He says, therefore, I tell you to not be anxious about your life, what you'll eat or what you'll drink, or about your body, what you'll put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? And which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to his span of life? I believe and I trust in his promise. And at the same time, I confess that in spite of all the promises that I believe with my whole heart, I'm still afraid. I'm suffering from a bad case of both and. Yes, I know that God is in control and that I can look forward to eternal life with him. And I'm still afraid, and truth be told, I feel ashamed that I'm afraid. Does my fear mean that I'm not a good Christian? Does it mean my faith isn't enough? Well, guess what? I'm not a good Christian, and my faith isn't enough. I know this is true. Even Jesus' disciples, his chosen twelve, were ye of little faith. Even after they saw his miracles, and they saw and heard how he was fulfilling messianic prophecy. And Israel, after seeing the Red Sea parted, and after receiving life-giving manna, water, and quail, were ye of little faith. So I'm comforted by that. I feel like I'm in good company. My faith is never going to be enough, and I'll never trust in Jesus enough, so I'll just join the club. But Jesus is enough. My mustard seed of faith clings to his sufficiency, and not even through my own ability to cling. He is enough. 
God loves me so much that he gave his beloved son his very self so that I could have eternal life. And we know that when John speaks of eternal life in his gospel, he means both and. He means an abundant eternal life now and eternal life with him. I know the promises from Psalm 139, that he knows my words before I even say them, and that he hems me in behind and before me. I can go nowhere from where he is. He knows I'm afraid, and yet he sends these scriptures to comfort me. In my baptism and through hearing his word, he's gifted me with the hunger for these scriptures through the gift of the Holy Spirit. He knows I need this comfort daily, sometimes hourly, and so I read them over and over again. How many of us know the 23rd Psalm by heart, or at least the first lines? The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And we say the Lord's Prayer, at least weekly in our communion liturgy, and we can call on these words daily. I need to hear this over and over again, and I'm comforted. And then I fear, and then I'm comforted again. Martin Luther knew that we need to hear our creeds and prayers from infancy, and that hearing Jesus' prayer to his Father is a means of grace. And so he exhorted parents to teach them daily using his small catechism. I came across this poem today, and it really sums up what I've been feeling. It speaks to the paradox that's my certainty and my fear. How can two opposites exist at the same time? Luther got it in his both hand that I'm suffering from. So here's a script, a dialogue between me and God, written by an unknown poet playwright. It's called Prayer for These Times. Okay, God, here's the thing. I'm scared. I'm trying not to be, but I am. I know. Want to talk about it? Well, do we mean to? I mean, you already know. Let's talk about it anyway. We've done this before. Well, I know. I just feel like I should be bigger or stronger or something by now. The stage direction says God is waiting patiently. He's unhurried, undistracted, never annoyed. Oh, okay, okay, so I'm afraid I'll do everything I can to protect my family and it won't be enough. I'm afraid of someone I love dying and I'm afraid the world won't go back to what it was before. I'm afraid the world will go back to what it was before. I'm afraid my life is always going to feel a little bit unsettled. Anything else? Well, everything else. Remember how your daughter woke up the other night and came running down the hall to your bedroom? <laughs> yes? Well, you were still awake, so when you heard her running, you started calling out to her before she even got to you. Remember? Do you remember what you called out to her? I said, I said, you're okay, you're okay, you're okay, I'm here. Why did you call out to her? Why didn't you just wait for her to get to your room? Well, because I wanted her to know that I was awake. I heard her. and She didn't have to be afraid until she reached the end of the dark hallway. Exactly. I hear you, my child. I hear your thoughts racing like feet down the dark hallway. There's another side to all this, and I'm there already. I've seen the end of it, and I want you to know right here, as you walk through it all, you're okay. I haven't gone to sleep, and I won't. Can we just sit here a while? Can I just sit here a minute with you before I go back to facing it all? 
There's nothing I'd love more. Pray with me now. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, you tell us to be still and to know that you're God. Help us to be still. Calm the storm of fears that rages inside us. Help us to stop spinning in fear and help us to know that you are God and help us to know that you're doing your job, that we don't have to do it and that we don't even have to try. And when we do spin, which we always do, lead us to your word, which stills the turbulent waters and restores our souls. Focus us in constructive ways where we can be your healing hands and feet in the world. In Jesus' abundant and sufficient name, amen.